1: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's an honor. Today is Wednesday, July the 27th, 2022, the year of our Lord. On July 27, 1953, the Korean War Armistice, there never was a finality to the war, but the armistice was signed at Panmunjom. It ended three years of fighting. Today, in 1789, President George Washington signed a measure establishing the Department of Foreign Affairs. That was the forerunner to what we know today as the State Department. Today, in 1866, Cyrus Field, he took a deep breath, probably took a nap. He finished laying out the first successful underwater telegraph cable between North America and Europe. Someone had done that before, but in 1858, but it didn't work. It worked for a while, and then it burned out. Uh, uh, I think it lasted just a couple of weeks. So Cyrus went to work, and he laid another one all the way across the ocean, finished it today, 1866. Today in 1909, during the first official test of the U.S. Army's first airplane, Orville Wright flew himself and an Army lieutenant, Frank Lamb was his name, flew him around Fort Myer, Virginia, for an hour and 12 minutes. And after an hour and 12 minutes in flight, the Army decided they wanted more of those airplanes. And the rest is history. Today, in 1940, Billboard magazine, that's the main magazine of the music industry, it published its first music popularity chart. It listed the best-selling retail records. In first place was... I'll Never Smile Again, recorded by Tommy Dorsey and his orchestra. They had a featured vocalist. His name was Frank Sinatra. Today in 1960, Vice President Richard M. Nixon was nominated for president on the first ballot of the Republican National Convention in Chicago. Today in 1974 the House Judiciary Committee voted 27 to 11 to adopt the first of three articles of impeachment against President Richard Nixon. They charged him with personally engaging in a course of conduct designed to obstruct justice in the Watergate case. Today, in 1981, six-year-old Adam Walsh, he was abducted from a department store in Hollywood, Florida, And was later murdered. His father John Walsh became a well-known crime victims advocate. You've probably seen John Walsh on television. He has never stopped trying to address those kinds of issues where children lose their lives to abduction and other evil acts. Today in 2015 We talked about this on this program at some length at the time. The Boy Scouts of America ended its blanket ban on gay adult leaders while allowing church-sponsored scout units to maintain the exclusion for religious reasons. That, of course, the religious reasons part of that was challenged by the LGBTQ complex. President Biden tested negative this morning. On his COVID-19, he completed his treatment plan. He's going to stop isolating today. He already has, I guess, a couple of hours ago they announced this. White House physician Dr. Kevin O'Connor says he's good to go. He says Biden completed his five-day course of, how do you pronounce that, Paxlovid? I think that's how you pronounce that. He he finished that course 36 hours ago. O'Connor said that's a doctor and he said he's completed five full days of isolation. The doctor said he remains fever-free and he discontinued any use of Tylenol for the past 36 hours. His symptoms have been steadily improving and are almost completely resolved. Vice President Harris is not doing so well. She tested positive for stupidity yesterday. She opened up a roundtable meeting Yesterday afternoon with disability advocates, I mentioned yesterday on this little segment on on our program that the Disabilities Act was signed into law by President George H.W. Bush. I don't remember the year, but nonetheless, it was yesterday. So on that day, yesterday, they were meeting to see how they could better help uh, people with disabilities. And to begin the meeting... Vice President Harris. She she announced her name, her sex, her gender identity, and what she was wearing. She needs help. She said, I'm quoting her, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit the vice president of the united states told these people who were there to help the disabled they needed to help her well i'll tell you i don't <laughs> rob schneider is a not a christian he's an actor and he's been in a number of movies he was on twitter in fact twitter just lit up after she did that i mean people couldn't believe the vice president of the united states was starting this craziness at an official meeting with advocates for disabilities, people. Rob Schneider put on tw- on Twitter, and as I said, the social media just lit up yesterday. He said, I'm the Democrat Party. This is a blue dress. I, this isn't funny, but I, I can't help myself. He said, let me start over. He said, I'm the Democrat Party. This is a blue dress. I'm seated in a brown chair. The carpet is red. (laughs) The people are giggling. My pronouns are hee-haw. The recession isn't real if I close my eyes. And this November, we will lose control of both houses of Congress in an expletive landslide. I think that pretty much reflects how people feel about a number of things that are going on in our country today. It's amazing what we see happening. Barely one in five voters think it would be good for the Democrats if President Joe Biden seeks re-election in 2024. This is the Democrat party. They don't think he's a good run. I mean, they don't want him to run. And I'm sure America feels that strongly as well, and Republicans feel very strongly, although there's, politically speaking, <laughs> there is that issue that If he runs, it may be to the advantage of whomever is the Republican nominee for the presidency, president. Um, But a new national poll, uh, Rasmussen reports, finds that 21 percent of likely U.S. voters believe it would be good for the Democrat Party if Biden runs for reelection in 2024. Forty five percent, they say, in their poll released this morning. 45% Forty-five percent think a Biden 2024 campaign would be bad for Democrats. Thirty-one percent says it's not going to make any difference. That's probably that could be true. CNN also re, uh, published a poll this morning that said seventy-five percent of Democrats want Biden replaced on the ticket in 2024. This is not a good time in America. So much is 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 wrong right now. It isn't that countries and civilizations people cultures don't go through difficult times they all do the the culture reflects our individual lives we go through good times we go through difficult times we go through challenging times as an individual so does the culture of every every society in history they've gone through the ups and downs and so on but in that there are trends that develop and some Cultures are trending upward and some cultures are trending downward. And that's what concerns people who perhaps love their country, who care about it. In our case, believe that God blessed the people who founded the country. We live in perilous times, challenging times, times that are sometimes indescribable, except we look at it through the lens of God's Word. We look at it in the way that God looks at our world, at our culture, and at our personal lives. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, the Bible says, And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, <clears throat> for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. When we go through difficult times, our weaknesses are exposed not only to us but perhaps to others around us. But if we are in Christ, and if we are following the teaching and the guidance of Christ, whether we're an individual or a collectively a nation, his strength, his strength is seen in our weakness. And it reflects, even in the difficult times, even in our failings as individuals or as a culture, as a nation, if we turn to God, if we are walking with the Lord, that reflects the power of Christ on us as God works through our infirmities. And we see his perfect strength in all of these things. That's why Paul would write to the Ephesians in chapter Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. It's a verse you've probably memorized, and if you're like me, from the King James Version. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He wrote to the Corinthians, now that, the, now that we are sufficient of ourselves, not that we are sufficient of, of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. And Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Those are the promises of God for difficult times. Whatever the challenges may be, trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding, because our own understanding will take us astray. We cannot see as God sees. We cannot think as God thinks. His ways... His thoughts are considerably higher than our own. He's told us that in his word as well. This week, the Chinese government announced fierce opposition to Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi coming to Taiwan for a visit. I think she thought that would be a kind of a up and, you know, running neon sign kind of a political move on her part to focus world attention on Nancy. But that's not working out so well. The Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesperson said that China is fully prepared, I'm quoting uh, him, fully prepared if the U.S. is bent on going its own way, China will take firm and strong measures to defend national sovereignty and territorial integrity. The Biden administration announced its discomfort with Pelosi's visit, Biden told journalists that military officials thought the trip was not a good idea. She's been talking about going there for quite some time. The whole issue is that China is in, in the process of enveloping, or they plan to, Taiwan. And Taiwan is has always been protected by the U.S., and we have, have had strong support for them. Biden is saying the words many doubt that he has the strength or the will to stand against China or even a desire to stand against China. Wall Street Journal is saying that Nancy Pelosi needs to let this go and kind of leave it alone. At the heart of this matter, I mean, there are many things at the heart of it, but one of the things that's at the heart of this matter about China and Taiwan and the United States and China is, is expanding its empire, and its influence exponentially. The United States is in decline at the moment. I believe God is going to reverse this. I do. I believe there is a time coming when all things will end, but I don't believe that God is ready to write off America, and I know many do. I know that. And some of you listening to this program, you believe that. I'm, I'm not there yet. I know ultimately the kingdom of God will rule and reign on this earth because the Bible tells us that will happen. But I'm telling you that I believe that God still has a useful um, desire and a useful plan for America in the scheme of things. Although I know we don't show up in biblical, end-time biblical prophecy. I understand that. And we can talk about that someday. I've talked about it, in fact, on this program. But in the course of these events, we are to be salt and light in the process of what's going on in our world. And therein lies the issue, one of the many issues, this issue, with China and Taiwan. And that is that Taiwan makes about 92% of the advanced semiconductors. And the world runs on computers now. I mean, man, you see... These guys, and I have a fondness for them because I've spent a lot of time in Africa with the people, with Christians, building their churches and preaching out in the boondocks there and having people throw rocks and coconuts and whatever at me. But they're they're great people. But I'm just saying, I've, I've walked around in the darkest corners of the earth, and these people today, they weren't when I was there, but today they're walking around with a cell phone. So everybody's kind of connected now. And the semiconductors are in everything we do today, not just our computers and now our cars and now we carry one around in our pocket. So this is a big deal. And Taiwan makes about 92% of those. South Korea manufactures nearly all the rest of them. And I know uh, Biden is spending billions of dollars, uh, about to spend it, to refurbish our own semiconductor manufacturing business here in America. And I, I, I agree with him. I mean, I think that's a good thing. It's a little late, but it isn't entirely his fault. But that seems to be the right thing. I don't know what his motives are. I don't know if he knows what his motives are. But that's what's happening there. But I want to talk to you a little bit today about a, a different approach. China is trying to take over almost everything. And from the South China Sea, they're building these bases out in the ocean, making, creating islands when they didn't exist and all this kind of thing. But China's Global Times state propaganda newspaper published a story this week promoting a Disney exhibit in Beijing on Monday in which the entertainment giant, Disney, invited Communist Party-approved artists to reimagine Mickey Mouse. That caught my attention, and I want to talk to you for a few minutes about that today. This is about more than Mickey Mouse and Chinese entrepreneurs. Photos of the uh, exhibition show art pieces depicting Mickey Mouse with red and gold traditional Chinese artistic motifs. Mickey Mouse is seen in a Chinese astronaut helmet. And one bizarre exhibition there is showing walls of electronic screens replacing dozens of images of Mickey Mouse, apparently invoking this all-encompassing Chinese communist surveillance state. Disney has no restraint. We've talked about them. And I'm asking myself, are they now going to promote communism as they do LGBTQ agenda? Well, that's not a question that should be ignored. I want to take a moment to thank you for your support of this ministry. We could not be here without you. And I, I take very little time to talk about our budget here, but our budget is real. It comes the first of every month it comes due. And we spend thousands of dollars on airtime, radio airtime. Radio airtime is very expensive. And I want to thank you for standing with us. Um, It's not easy to do what we're doing in these days. Maybe it never has been. I don't know. But I am certain (laughs) that without you, we would not be doing it. And I want to thank you for standing with us. And if you you feel there's value to what we're doing each day, we originate live at 9 o'clock in the morning, and then some of you hear it a little delayed in the same day. But if you feel there's value in this, eternal and present value. I'd like to ask you to consider standing with us financially. We need your help. We need your contributions. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. You can contribute online at our website. faithandfreedom.us. The Global Times, a Chinese Communist Party newspaper, it begins with this introduction. I'm quoting from them. The ex- exhibition Mickey, the true, original, and ever curious, kicked off in Beijing on Saturday, jointly held by Disney and Olin Center for Contemporary Art. Does says these outstanding artistic talents have explored multiple art forms to combine Mickey and Chinese culture together, presenting the wonderful Mickey art exhibit that we now see. And this pretty well sums up the project and its goals. Let me share some other words from the Global Times, the Chinese Communist Party newspaper. Ever since Steamboat Willie, the first animated film with synchronized sound, hit the silver screen in New York in 1928, a little dancing mouse, Mickey Mouse, has captured the hearts and minds of people of all ages across generations around the globe. In the past nearly 100 years, as societies Economies and cultures have developed. The spiritual needs. Underline that word, spiritual needs of people have changed. Mickey Mouse has grown from the protagonist of early animated short films to a global pop cultural icon that has transcended cultural regional differences. Underline that as well. And becomes a positive force of influence across animation, art, and beyond. We can underline beyond. The spirit of optimism, curiosity, and fearlessness that Mickey represents continues to propel the culture to explore and push boundaries. Push boundaries can be underlined, making his legacy today as strong as ever. It goes on, but... So Mickey has a global appeal, the communists say. Therefore, he has value to the Communist Party. In fact, Mickey is a globalist. And Mickey Mouse is evolving so he can be anything we say he is, including a representative, a voice for people's changing spiritual needs. If spirituality is the coming together of a global movement and China sees itself as the leader of that movement, others see themselves as leader of that movement, changing spiritual needs, a secularization, of spiritual needs. Mickey once represented what was good and wholesome in America. And now he represents what is good and wholesome about the Chinese Communist Party. In their minds, they see him as a useful idiot. They see him as a useful tool. I'm not overstating this. I wouldn't even take the time to talk about it if I didn't think it was fundamentally important. That's what the Chinese Communist leadership is saying and planning. Disney has taken political stances against Donald Trump, the state of Georgia, Republican members of Congress, but when it comes to China's Communist Party and its human rights atrocities, the Magic Kingdom sides with the evil kingdom every time, every single time. Disney has continued to remain silent on the atrocities against the Uyghurs, the Muslims, that they're holding in concentration camps there. Some of them are making clothes and shoes that are sent to the United States for pennies. And the people here, the recipients, are making a lot of money. I point that out to say that they are so sensitive about certain issues and so blatantly blind on others. Disney has continued to remain silent on the atrocities against the Uyghurs. They're living in concentration camps. In fact, BBC News reported just recently, they did a major report on it, that China is overseeing, these are their words, BBC, British Broadcasting Company, overseeing the systemic rape of ethnic minority women in the camps where they are raped, sexually abused, and tortured. This is morally wrong. It doesn't matter whether they're Christians or Muslims or whatever, but this is going on. And Disney just turns its face away from that because they want the market of China to sell their stuff. But I think they also agree with some of the philosophy. Disney's silence stands in stark contrast to their shouting about Republican members of Congress who opposed certifying President-elect Joe Biden's electoral college win. Disney was one of the great banner carriers against people who said they thought the election might have been fiddled with. By outside sources. <clears throat> Excuse me. Following the January 6 riot at our Capitol, Disney released a statement moaning about the fact that the riot was an opportunity to come together as a nation. But some sadly refused to embrace the opportunity, their statement said. Black Lives Matter deception. Disney posted a social media message expressing their disdain for anyone who would not follow Black Lives Matter, and contribute to them. The message that they put out again and again and again included, we stand against racism. We stand for inclusion. Support BLM. That, of course, was a lie. They don't support that, and BLM really didn't support that either. Two years ago, the studio threatened to boycott the state of Georgia over their heartbeat legislation, they said they'd stop making movies there. <clears throat> I don't know if you know this, but Georgia is probably probably second only to Hollywood or California in movie making. It's, it's a huge industry in Georgia. A lot of the movies on TV and stuff you see, programs, they're filmed in Georgia. So that that's why they were making a big deal out of that. I've never seen Disney speak a single negative word against the brutal. Chinese Communist Party, but I see them railing on America all the time on the decent, normal people in America. Disney is so concerned at they connected at the hip with Chinese Communist Party that they've put out memos to employees. I've read the copies of them. They say it's very important for Disney to be, quote, culturally correct when dealing with China. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and former Attorney General Bill Barr, both in the last days of the President Trump's administration, they spoke to these issues. Secretary of State Pompeo, and he is a first-class winner, I will tell you. He declared that China's policies on Muslims and ethnic minorities constitute crimes against humanity and genocide. Biden and his family's deep, Financial ties to China, which have been clearly and widely exposed by Hunter's laptop data. According to many, in security pose a national security risk to the United States due to the millions of dollars that Chinese Communist Party-linked companies have given to business ventures tied to Hunter Biden and other family members, including his father, Joe. The conclusion of all this? As Mickey becomes reimagined communist, Hunter and his family become wealthy. Did they live happily ever after? We'll see where the future takes us, but that's where we are in America today in regards to China and our current administration. It isn't encouraging, but God is greater than all of this. And the last thing I want to tell you today, that God is in control. Hey, thanks for being with me. I'll see you right here tomorrow.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn